movies, music, television, and more. This is entertainment. 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 Rebooted. Only on WZIP. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Entertainment Rebooted. I'm Zion, and I'm here with Isabel and Marley, and we're talking about, like, the most iconic game ever, and also now a movie, Five Nights at Freddy's. With Five Nights at Freddy's, um, this is a game that came out in 2014, and as I'm saying that, that's kind of making me reflect, because I'm in college now, and that game came out in, like I said, 2014, and I was in middle school playing that, but we're just not going to talk about that. However, this is an indie horror, like, game for you, and they made a movie off of it, and honestly, what are your guys' inputs on this? Me personally, I was I've been a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's as soon as it came out. I think all of us have. We're all pretty good, pretty big fans of the game. Yep. Um, and like like Zion said, I was in middle school. I was obsessed. And whatever they wanted to put out, I was I was here for it. I was gonna love it no matter what. I was there regardless. Exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah, I was I was twelve when it came out and I remember my cousin was like, You have to watch Markiplier play this video game. And I was scared because it was a horror game, but I wanted to seem cool, so I watched it anyway. And then I've loved it ever since. So you got hooked. I got hooked. Don't yeah. It. Even when in middle school for me, we were playing it in our math class, and like our teacher would be teaching math specifically. I don't know what kind of math that could have been algebra. And you'll just hear someone <laughs> scream. And that's how we knew that they were playing Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I don't know why we were playing Five Nights at Freddy's in the middle of math class, but we were for some odd reason. Now, for this cast, we have three main like main actors that are in it. Um, Josh Hutcherson, Elizabeth Leo, and Matthew Lilliard. They're all pretty notable actors and probably one of the newer ones that got introduced. Her name is Piper Rubio. How do you guys feel about Piper's uh, like actual like first like movie? Right, so Piper was the child actor in this movie. Uh, there were a couple child actors, but she was like the main one. And uh, I thought her performance was pretty good. There were a couple times where I was like, you are a child reading a script right now. But I think you could partially kind of blame the writers for stuff like that. Yeah, um, And I thought, you know, for, for a child actress, she did great. Mm, I would agree. Like, watching it casually, I feel like you wouldn't have really noticed anything off. But, like, when you go back and rewatch it and, like, uh, analyzing it, you know, it's a few things, but overall, I thought it was great. Yeah, but say when I watched it the first time, I was like, oh, okay. And then the second time, it's like you're actually like rewatching it and actually looking at the actors. I liked her performance. It's just like I said, she's a child actor. So, of course, she's learning and how to actually act. But I think she did pretty well. Definitely. Personally, with William Lilliard, I will say um, he did phenomenal. It's just because I have a crush on him or whatnot. That's all. I totally get it. Matthew Lillard is a. He's been in horror movies for a super long time. Oh, super long. And Scooby Doo. Yeah. So he's he's an icon, and he exactly. Is the, he uh -huh. is the I also have a crush, a crush. Excuse me, a crush on Matthew Lillard. So no complaints there. I thought he did great. Uh, I I think he he's been in horror movies before. He knows what to do. He knows how to act. He knows his stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I thought his performance was great. I was very excited when the casting came out and. I saw that it was him casted as this role. I was very excited to see what he did with it, and I was very happy with it. Now, did you guys have anyone else you wanted to play the role of Matthew Willard? Or the role that Matthew Willard played? I didn't really have anyone in mind, yeah, like, same. when hearing about the movie being made. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I, I heard people throwing out Willem Dafoe, mm -hmm. and I think okay. that could have... I also have a crush on Willem Dafoe, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just well, embarrassing. Really good one. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I, I do think Matthew Lillard, he killed his role. Oh, he, ki he, ki he killed the role. As you say, killed the role. And it just kind of made me think back to Scream when he first got introduced. I was like, wow, 
he has come so far. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So far with like just his whole entire career. And then going to Elizabeth Lale, um, I, I don't know if you guys did a watch, but her uh, performance in You. I mm-hmm. love You. Me too. It, it yeah. kept making me think like, this, this this is the You girl. And I love her for it, even more for being in this movie. So I, I loved her from the start. Exactly. Yeah, I, in You, she kind of has this voice. I don't really know how to explain it, but she's always kind of got like this airy like voice. And I, I that's just her voice. So I was kind of... It, it was kind of cool to see her in a new role mm-hmm. um, besides like this. I don't know. She's kind of portrayed as like a manic pixie dream girl in the show you and um, kind of seen in the eyes of like a, like a male fantasy kind of role uh, that she was in in you. So it was interesting to see her in a, I don't want to say fleshed out because <laughs> it's, it's, it's a movie. It's, it's yeah. not, it's not like she was on screen for very long, but it was cool seeing her in this new role. Yeah, I agree. I think she did a great job too. Then also with uh, we have our main main Josh Hutcherson. My TikTok is full of him right now. Mm-hmm. I liked one video of him, and he is just now on my TikTok. Yeah, I'm getting Hunger Games, Future Men. Like I'm getting a lot of shows that like movies and shows that he has been in. And personally, I think he did really well. And I did not know that this man was five five. <laughs> Josh, he's a short king. He is a short king. He is a short king. I was. I don't know how me and my friend got onto this topic of it, but then we started talking about people's heights and we looked up his height and we just thought like he's five five. I would have not thought that. Yeah. I I love that a short man is getting some love from so the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He deserves it. I I thought he did pretty well with the role. Um again, I, I kind of feel this way about all the actors and actresses is like I don't know if the problem is their delivery really. I had a couple problems with like what I feel like was script writing. So there were a couple times where I was like, oh, I don't really like that move. But I, I don't think it was a Josh Hutcherson thing, more yeah. of a, a writing, stylistic thing. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. And then for, like, as he, he as he's doing his acting, do, playing the role, basically, I liked, like you were saying, some of his parts as he was playing in it. But then when it, it was a little bit of choppy just sometimes. I just thought that's not really him. That's just what the writer's actually writing. Yeah. And then who really knows what could have been going on because there may have been screen uh, like some script rewrites and all that. So who necessarily really knows? I That's something interesting I kind of wanted to get into. So this movie came out this year, rated PG-13, and it was announced, I want to say, 2016. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. almost immediately after the first and second game came out. So, I mean... Fans like us have been waiting for years for this game, uh-huh. and it got tossed between studios, people, and I mean the scripts got written, rewritten, written, rewritten, and um, it's just it's just crazy to see it finally come out now. And with all that in mind, I'm pretty happy with the product we got. I was happy with it, with the yeah. rewrites, with the tossing it around from place to place. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So shout out. Yeah, I think my favorite part about the movie is that it really did cater to fans. Which yeah. is what I wanted. Yes. And it did deliver. So I was very happy that there was a lot of things that like called back to the games that I really appreciated. It made me happy. Like 2014 me. Just <laughs> so happy. 2014 you was screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I um there's some cameos. Uh no no names to be mentioned, no but there yeah, there's some cameos in there where I I'm like losing my mm-hmm. mind watching because I'm just I'm so excited and um it's people if you're a fan of the game, you know who those people are. Exactly. So. I yeah. kind of like the fact that they were able to include those people within it because that kind of shows that 
we have been in it for so long. We know who they are. And just being able to see them in it now, it's like a fan's dream. Mm -hmm. Exactly. With the animatronics. Now, who is your favorite? Foxy has been my favorite <laughs> since 2014. <laughs> Still my favorite. Oh my, oh my goodness. I, so in the games, sometimes you would hear Foxy down the hall go mm -hmm. like, da da dum dum. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they did it in the movie so well. I was well. so happy. It's, it was really good. Mm -hmm. It was really accurate to how the games portrayed Foxy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, I was surprised because for those at home who don't know, Foxy's kind of this, uh, mangled animatronic he, he's torn up he's ripped up and i thought that would be hard to achieve because you can't have somebody walk around in the mm -hmm. foxy suit because he has these metal parts that you can see you can kind of like see through parts of him and he still looked great he looked awesome mm -hmm. yeah, I think they they, look really good. yeah yeah the animatronics i think were probably one of the best things about the movie yeah they did such a good job with Absolutely. them it was so impressive very good and then well what was your favorite animatronic was it foxy I'm a Freddy girl myself. <laughs> um, I I loved Freddy Faz, but I'm sorry, he's he's the namesake. So I I I loved seeing him. It was it was so cool um, seeing him move around, seeing him perform. And I also like Golden Freddy. So you know, um, good good stuff there. What about you, Zion? I liked Bonnie. Okay, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I <too>. Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie's so cute. Bonnie was cute and hilarious about whole entire movie. It's just. Being able to like as the books came out for the uh the game and just connecting it with the movie, it was hilarious to me just to see how his interactions were, and just how the, his interaction with all the other animatronics was really nice. So I think that they played off really well with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they had really iconic characters, and they portrayed them really well. I I just that made me really happy because mm -hmm. it could have something I wrote down a lot about was the visual effects mm -hmm. and. Okay, besides the cupcake, I thought they all looked really good. Yes. I thought it was a lot of practical effects. They actually built suits, mm -hmm. which rumor has it they move on their own. I heard that. Yeah. That was scary. <laughs> right. So I, I just think it's they did a really good job. They look like how they're portrayed in the game. And I, I want to I wanna watch them perform in real life. So mm -hmm. please open that restaurant up. You know, if they were to actually have a Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria, I would go there. Oh, I'd be there immediately. Immediately there, having yeah. a table every single night. Exactly. I'm watching them. I'm watching them perform, mm -hmm. regardless. Hundred percent. Who Who cares if if they did things? I, I, <laughs> I don't care how scary it is. I'm there. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. It's fine. They will love me. You're You're so right. Uh, something I wanted to say something about. So they did perform. The animatronics did perform a song, "Talking in Your Sleep" by the Romantics. Did you guys know the song before I you watched did. the movie? Okay. I okay. didn't know the song beforehand, and as I was listening to it, I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Did you more? I didn't really, like, know the song, but I definitely recognized it. Yeah. Like, when I heard it, I was like, oh, I've heard this song before. Right. Yeah. And did you guys think it fit well with the vibe we were going for in the movie? I, I feel like I feel like it did. It was kind of, like, interesting. Yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't have, like, chosen that song if I was making the decision, but I think it was a good decision. Yeah. It was a good, like, add-on with it. Like you were saying, it was a weird decision, but I think it fit that moment of time frame for it. Absolutely. I loved it. I was I was freaking out. Everyone um, was freaking out, I felt. Yeah. It was so cool seeing them perform. Mm -hmm. I was kind of sad that my theater did not have anyone dressed up or anything, but it, it's a, it's okay. So that is so I would love to see a Bonnie. And then just seeing some of the, like, just people's costumes going to the movie was hilarious. Yeah, a lot of people dressed up as the animatronics. It was actually really 
seeing the ones that they were actually dressing up as, they were good, but this sometimes a little bit funny. And I, the first time I ever saw Freddy come on a scream, I thought of the uh, TikTok, oh, is that Freddy Fazbear? Or, 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 it was just so funny to me. I don't know why, but my mind went straight to that. Yeah, I, I totally get it. But can we see this getting a second movie? Yes. Yeah, I definitely think so. Okay, okay. I can see it getting a second movie too. I just want to know what route they would take with it. Now there is, there is a, a ton of games. There's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like this first movie kind of delved into the first three. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see them focus on the second game, but the second game chronologically comes before the first game. Mm-hmm. So it's it it's it's a really cool story. It's not the best written story, can yeah. I just say? Yeah. <laughs> it's like very out of order a little bit, but I feel they could handle it. They could probably handle it really well. It's just they would have to, if they did do a second movie, set it up to like, it would like how it connects to the first one exactly yeah So i think they could do it like that i just don't know how many movies that they were to keep going how many would they do with this because pretty well five nights at freddy's has uh a lot yeah five. they got five. five they gotta make five movies yeah. <laughs> in my mind i need five of them <laughs> for the sense five nights at freddy's i I want all five please and but it's just it's a lot yeah and mm-hmm. then i'm just thinking of the budget so the budget for the first one it was 20 million Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking if they were to keep going with other movies of this, what would be the budget? Because animatronics keep getting better and more visually like pleasing. Right. Yeah. So I just wonder how much money would that cost? Probably. Okay. So you could use the first the first movie's animatronics oh, or yeah, some. Definitely can. It depends on what game you're adapting, though. Cause, right. I mean, you don't see those animatronics like in that same form really for a while again. Yeah, maybe they need to film them not in chronological order. Yeah. <laughs> so then they they can use the animatronics as needed. But that is a good question. I don't know. But I, I hope, I want them to keep doing practical effects. Mm-hmm. Build, the, build yeah. the animatronic. Yeah. Do not go to CGI. Go to CGI. It looks bad. It just looks worse, okay? It's better to put a little more money in, and I think they get their money's worth. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. definitely. But, yeah. I will say that Five Nights at Freddy's, well, ranking it for my scale... It was probably 8.5 out of 10. Would you give that same rating if you weren't a fan of Five Nights at Freddy's? Yes. Really? Because um, uh, I went with someone who didn't know anything about Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. And they said it kept them in like interested and intrigued the whole entire movie. Okay. And I would probably still give it the same. It was very interesting. See, that's one thing I thought about the movie is if I wasn't a fan, I think it would have been a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the lore. I mean, I know... I. I recently watched like a ten hour, nine hour video of the Five Nights at Freddy's lore to like catch back up on it. <laughs> so I know like a lot, but I think it could have been really confusing if you didn't know. But it, I think it was still enjoyable without knowing the lore, but definitely more confusing. Way more. A hundred percent agree. Personally, I'm a huge fan. I was gonna like this movie no matter what you gave me. I mean, you built those animatronics. I was gonna go see them. Mm-hmm. But I do think if you're not a fan of the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, you're probably not going to get a ton out of this movie. You should go with someone that likes it. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, if you're um, grown and you have children that are in middle school, they'll like it. So take them. But uh, I don't think I, I don't think everyone's going to get something out of this movie. But the people that are going to get something out of it are going to get a lot out of it. So my personal rating, it's like a ten out of ten mm-hmm. for me. But like unbiased rating, 
It's probably more like a five. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I would agree. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Just hearing like the person I went with and hearing how he interpreted he didn't know any of the lore at all. Right. But he was able to at least understand it just a tad bit. But now he wanted to learn more about it. So I will say it probably just leaves you questioning now. Yeah. And wanting to learn more about it. Whatever gets you hooked on the franchise. Oh, exactly. I mean, if that's what it takes, good. But then also, too, for like the last thing that I wanted to point out, mm-hmm. the length of the movie. Um, uh, How do we feel about that? I feel like the length was kind of like perfect i think much longer it could have gotten even more confusing for people who don't know the lore like personally i would have loved it longer just to you know because i'm a fan i went like the games are like when you first play them they're not very detailed when you learn yeah. the lore it's it's very expansive so like as a fan i think it could have been longer but for like the general public i feel like the length was good to keep it not more confusing for those who don't know the lore I'm a hundred percent with you, Marley. I couldn't have said it better myself. Personally, I would have sat there and watched the animatronics perform ten full-length songs, mm-hmm. and okay yeah, I would have watched a twenty-hour movie of just like real animatronics performing songs. But I think for what the movie was going for, like a mo- a publicly released movie to uh, trying to get anybody to watch, it was like an hour forty. I want to say perfect length. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be any longer. Thank but you. for me. Five, five, six hours would have worked a little better. <laughs> With like little bathroom breaks as it it would just like come to a stop. Like go take your bathroom break. Yeah, like an intermission. Yeah, exactly. Like a good intermission. For After each night. <laughs> exactly. That would be still After <laughs> each night. <laughs> as you hear like the, yeah, you made it noise and stuff like that. It's just, okay, intermission, go use the bathroom now. Yeah. I think that would be really good. That would have been hilarious with it. But I think that the hour fifty ish minutes was perfect for it. Um, uh, like I said, well, like you said, um, I would, I would, I would have sat through through a five to six hour movie of it. Like he, yeah, have sat through it. Give me, give me a tub of ice cream. I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. But um, as we're kind of ending, of course, we're gonna have a podcast version of it where we're going to dig a little bit deeper within it and actually talk a lot more about the lore and just go over some spoilers. If you guys do want to hear that check out WZIP, our podcast, or any podcast platform for you. So on Apple, uh, Spotify, whatever whatever you use for it, check us out. Now, if you're staying for the extra and the fun part of it, welcome to our podcast. I'm still here with my two lovely friends, Isabel and Marley, and now we're about to talk more about the lore and actually dig deep into it and the spoilers. So um, just <laughs> letting you know, this is a spoilers part of it. So leave one yeah. in case. Mm-hmm. Welcome, furries. If you've listened this far, we know who you are. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I needed to just shout it out before we um before we got too far into it. But yeah, I was a big fan of this movie. I I can't even lie about it. But I'm I knew whatever it was going to be, I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, regardless. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about the soundtrack there. What did you guys think of the music? Did it stick out to you at all? Or I think it added a lot more suspense to it, and I'm glad it had that. Um, I feel there were a lot of songs, or not like like soundtracks, that were from the actual games that I was like recognizing. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of glad about that because it was like able like it was like my little kid heart was able to recognize it. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Also, shouting out the Living Tombstone. Which played during the credits. Yeah. That was so happy. I was so happy for 
I was hoping to hear some Living Tombstone, and when it started playing in the credits, I was just cheering. It's, I was so happy that they got included. It was so cool. Everyone at Freddy's was like screaming at the top of their lungs for that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the Living Tombstone gave permission for that song to be in the end credits in 2018. That's crazy. 2018. That shows how that it was developing for a very long time. Exactly. I just I think it's so crazy that this movie even got made because so many movies like that just get scrapped. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, once you have to, it's expensive to rewrite a script. Yeah. So once you go through one rewrite, studios are already kind of like, chuck it, we're done. Uh-huh. But, and yeah. that, it just, it made me think because how Last of Us, it came out as a video game first and then it went into a show. I wonder what it had been differently if Five Nights at Freddy's was a show. I'd be there for every episode. I'd be sad. Exactly. For the for the um seasons, like for the season one, two, and three, it go off of the games. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be really cool if they made it into a show. Maybe with the success of the movie, they'd be willing to look into something like that. Mm-hmm. But I I kind of doubt it. I yeah, I think it's gonna stick with movies. Yeah, Blumhouse is the studio behind the movie, and are you guys super familiar with the Blumhouse studio? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually sort of don't like them. I don't like their model, their business model. They they put out a bunch of movies with a usually a smaller budget, and then if they get really big, then they make a ton of money because the budget's so small. Of course. So it just so happens that occasionally they'll have a really good movie, but a lot of times they're really bad movies. Mm-hmm. So I was a little worried when I saw Five Nights at Freddy's was going to be a Blumhouse film, but uh, it was pretty good. It kind of sells for me. It's, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll sell myself for that. <laughs> like, I, I saw myself for that movie um i will say the jump scare that got me and it really wasn't even a jump scare it was just balloon boy the balloon boy references were so good they were so good i mean oh ooh, but yeah balloon boy is like probably the most annoying character in the games oh, yeah. so i was very happy that they made balloon boy purposely very annoying in the movie they really represented it well mm-hmm. the shout out the writers because Okay, I love the games, but Scott Cawthon, I don't think he, like, mapped out a big plot and then put out these games mm-hmm. with the plot in mind. Yeah. He kind of just made stuff up as he went along, mm-hmm. which, like, okay, I get it. I make stuff up all the time. We all do. But but then you're trying to get a movie made about it, and it's, like, it's a little nonsensical. It's a little silly, so. Yeah, I noticed a lot of people, I feel like, are complaining about the f- the movie being kind of confusing and not exactly following the lore. But um, the first game was confusing. Yeah. The lore was not there in the first game. Was there was confusing. virtually no lore in the exactly. first game. Exactly. It was like, why were, we in the, why were we just watching these cameras? Exactly. Like, there was a couple of newspaper clippings on the back, in the background. Yeah. That's, like, pretty much it for the lore in the first game. That was the quote-unquote lore. Mm-hmm. And so, like, where's the movie there, Scott? But, yeah. So, I I really think what, with what they had to work with, I don't blame them. Mm-hmm. Did you guys read the books? I have not read the books, but I know... Like, I know the plot and I know about them. I read one. I think there was one. I, well, I can't remember how many there was, but I remember reading one. Yeah. I read I read one, the first book that came out, mm-hmm. and I was mad. I was like, didn't oh, do yeah. lore right. And I like... Just I, I closes the book. Yeah. <laughs> I slammed that book shut, but um, I... it The first book that came out, the movie did not follow the plot of the book either. No, not at all. So... Why'd you put out that book? It if we weren't, because I thought the books were supposed to give a more cohesive story for a movie. Yeah. But they didn't follow the book either. So yeah. <laughs> I think 
like similar to the Silver Eyes trilogy, which the Silver Eyes trilogy and the movie are a different universe. They don't follow the canon. But the Silver Eyes trilogy is how we learned about Remnant and the illusion discs, which are very important. So I feel like the movie could also hint at canon that's going to be important for the future games. Right. This is It's so funny that so much lore, there's like alternate universes, all this stuff spawned from a 2014 like point and click or mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really crazy mm-hmm. even with the first five nights at freddy's game they didn't go into detail well i already said spoiler warning of like the spring lock situation no no yeah it yeah. didn't come up till the third yeah. game uh-huh yeah so it just made me think why did they incorporate that in it i mean i kind of understand it but it kind of took me by surprise once I saw that scene. I was very happy to have that in there. I was wanting, I thought, I was wanting to see the spring lock happen. It didn't happen, you know, how it happens in the game. Yeah. Like in the timeline. But I was just so happy to see it. And I think it was done so well. Like, and then. It's cool seeing spring trap the animatronic too. Mm-hmm. I kind of just wanted to see them all. Same. <laughs> and then having um, the line, I will always come back. I was cheering when I heard that line. It's <laughs> like, thank you. That needed to be in there. I was so happy. I need to see Matthew Lillard in that suit in person because he's like six foot three. Yeah. 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 I just want to see Springtrap. Because it's a huge golden bunny suit. Yes. I just I need to see it. But yeah, I just, I thought that was really cool. Now, something, okay, not to be a hater, but something that kind of confused me a little was Elizabeth Lale's role, Vanessa, mm-hmm. at times. And no hate to Elizabeth Yale because I really, Lale, I really don't think it was her fault about any of this it was kind of the writing was a little confusing there Mm -hmm. and i don't care if it follows war or not but i was just a little confused what were her goals she knew her dad killed children yeah and you didn't want to do anything about it because there's a line that matthew lillard said and this is where i got real confused is he says something like your job is to distract them and something like talking about what she's supposed to do with the security guards at five nights at freddy's and I'm like, why did you agree to do that? Yeah. I think in, well, in the games, this is going to go deep into lore for a second. So if you don't know the lore, you're going to be a little confused. But William Afton has a daughter who gets killed by one of his animatronics, Circus Baby. Right. And then Circus Baby ends up helping Afton, like, especially in the sixth game, Pizza Simulator. So I think it kind of resembles that. And I've seen a couple theories, because Vanessa shows up in a later game. She's not Afton's daughter in Security Breach. But I've seen a couple theories that maybe he figured out a way to bring her back and that Vanessa is actually his daughter, like, back. Which I think, like, the movie might be able to hint at something like that. But it is kind of similar how his daughter helped him in both, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It definitely mirrors the war. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I guess I just kind of feel bad because I think... Vanessa could have been a really interesting character and I I feel like people are gonna start dressing up as Vanessa which I'm like so excited for but I just like I don't know I it didn't I didn't take it all the way there for me uh-huh. I felt like they maybe a couple more hours in the writing room could have really yeah fixed her up a little bit but I, I thought Elizabeth Yale did a good job I loved her I said but Vanessa <laughs> I, I, I Vanessa it. no no I got you <laughs> that was that was good. Yeah, and I I guess 
I knew like lore wise, Vanessa wasn't William Afton's daughter. Yeah, no. So yeah, but I do. Maybe they're trying to like get some of the hype from Security Breach, which is where Vanessa first shows up. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of trying to be like, oh look, it's similar, but. I think that's where everyone was a little bit confused on was just Vanessa's appearance because, like you said, in Security Breach, we actually, like, got her, but not got her like we had in Friday Freddy's, like the movie, of course. We had her in the bunny suit. I think it was the bunny suit. Or what was it? I think it was. I thought it was the bunny suit. In Security Breach? Yeah. 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 And I think people were just like, oh, who is she now? So yeah, it was a little bit confusing. It makes yeah. it seem like she has lore importance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I do kind of, I love the franchise, but I do kind of wish there was just like a little more cohesion yeah. between different stories. Because as fun as it is to watch like Matt Pat, the game theorist and other YouTubers kind of talk about it, it would be also cool to have a well-written story too. I, just I know. Tell us what's going on, what's happening. Yeah. Because I feel like that would even be more interesting now. With like seeing if Matt Pat's theories actually aligns up with the actual theories, not the actual theories, but like the actual storyline. Yeah, the happenings. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a hate love relationship. I feel. Yeah, I feel like Scott's never gonna give that to us. Oh no, he's not. gonna make it more confusing the longer it goes on. Yeah, a hundred percent. And now that there's mo- like there's there's the game lore. There's there's different like universes within the games. There's the books. Different mm-hmm. unit. There's different book series so you can't even it's not like there's the books universe there's multiple universes spawned from the books and now you have the movie canon and then it's like i'm just a person how am i i'm just i want to i want to love the work he put out but there's so much and it's hard to follow Mm -hmm. and you know there's nothing wrong with media being digestible Mm -hmm. and so as as fun as it is you know i'm not in middle school anymore i don't have time to watch all these videos and things (laughs) Scott Cawthon or whoever's behind whatever the movies but can I just get a script of everything <laughs> yeah just, just give me a PDF yeah no, drop the PDF <laughs> just let me read through I just drop the director's PDF file now yeah I will read that I, I just a little clarity would exactly. go so far we'll go so far with this and <laughs> exactly. actually give us like what we need to know about this story as instead of having us come up with our own theories and our own theories might be crazy so who knows right i are you guys familiar with okay when the first first game came out mm-hmm. and matt pat put out his first theory mm-hmm. it was like relating it to a real life event that mm-hmm. occurred mm-hmm. I I was happy with that theory. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're like <laughs> 10 years later almost. Yeah. And it's like. It's gone through a lot of theories. Yeah. Way too much. Mm-hmm. Like dream theory. That was a big one. Which right? was hinted at in the movie, which I appreciated. It, you know, I did kind of. We should talk about that. I like the dream aspect mm-hmm. in the movie. It did kind of. It, it felt a little out of nowhere. It did feel like, a Like we hadn't been in dreamland for a while in terms of like the Five Nights at Freddy's yeah. community. But um, that's okay. I was down with it. Because I noticed the book, the Dream Theory book, just sitting on the bedside table at first. And I was like, oh, that's a little hint. And then it actually became a plot point, which was a little confusing just because Dream Theory has been debunked. Like, it, that's not true. But right. yeah. But now it's back. Yeah. I, I guess so. Do you guys think you could, uh, okay, your little sibling gets kidnapped. Do you think you could have a dream about it and figure out who did it? No. I don't. I don't think so. No. I don't <laughs> think I, like, I, I would block that out. 
Like, yeah. Like, what superpowers do you have? Because I feel that would be mentally traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And just to have to relive that every single time you go to bed. Yeah. It, that's something that, okay, and I get that by the end of the movie, um, our character Mike had kind of reached that point. But I was kind of upset at the start of the movie. You're so worried about your kidnapped sibling. And I get it. It's It's horrific. It's terrible that that happened to you and to your sibling. But you have this sibling now with you in the current time who's suffering because you're so far away from reality. So if you would focus on your the sibling that's with you now, you know, you'd both be better off. Mm-hmm. So, and I understand like by the end of the movie, you could say, well, they're better, but I feel like that was never, I, I don't, I feel like I didn't see that much closure for Mike. I get that he figured out who kidnapped his brother, but like he he never came to like a oh okay like I feel better about this or like a there was never a point like a conclusion point to me mm-hmm. like he was able to accept that it happened and now he's moving on and becoming a better person and helping his actual sister out now yeah it, I just feel like the end kind of it kind of wrapped up a little quick yeah then. oh very quickly and I feel like there's another question like who is his brother because obviously his brother was kidnapped by Afton right. But he's not one but of the. He's not one of the animatronics, and that's not in the lore. Like there being that just child be so unexplained, like because every other child is explained in the game lore, right? But we just don't know who Garrett is because there's, there's so many animatronics, but they all already have their host explanation. Yeah, yeah. It just made me think: Was he go- is he going to be used for later on? But I don't know how, like, which one he would actually be used for. Like, because, like we said, they already have their host. Exactly. I, and, yeah, it just, it kind of takes away the lore significance of the children that inhabit the animatronics presently. Mm-hmm. To just be like, oh, well, he also kidnapped another 20. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, well, why do, why are these five important? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, why are they so special? It, it was just, it was odd. Yeah, it was like a funky little detail to throw in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it is kind of, okay, it's not funny. Funny is a bad word, but I'm going to say funny. It's a little funny that this movie was PG-13 because there's few things as horrible as kidnapping and murdering children. Uh-huh. But the fact that William Afton is just like a PG-13, like, quote unquote, clean villain, but he like commits some of the most heinous crimes you possibly could. Uh-huh. Exactly. And he's just like, I just like killing kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> thirteen. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, in the game, you learn more and more about him, and he just becomes worse and worse. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. And then the movies are like, he's so funny. <laughs> like, he's, so funny. He's, so, he's so quirky. He always comes back. Like, he's hilarious. <laughs> you know, it when they were talking about the other animatronics that were Bill, and then like the spring locks when Vanessa was pointing it out to Mike, it made me think. Well, not made me think, but the animatronic that was there, it low-key looked like... Um, it's like Baby to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was that supposed to be Baby? I'm not sure because every other animatronic looked exactly like yeah, their like like originals, but that did not look like Baby. It almost looked like Balloon Boy and Baby put together to mm-hmm. me, but I don't know. I, I shouldn't complain because it was still a cool-looking prop. Oh, yes. It was like, very cool. Very cool, but... I could not tell what they were going for with that. Yeah, I, I couldn't either. I will say I kind of wanted the the spring lock, like as we talked about it, I wanted to be a little bit more gorier to actually show what the paint he was actually going through. Because yeah. of course that little 
cupcake bites him, activates the spring lock, and just going into his chest. I don't think it that that didn't, did not do it justice. Uh-uh. I mean, this it. spring lock in the game is described as like horrible, horrible pain. Like, yeah, but the movie did not do that justice. I don't think. Even the like sixteen bit animation you see mm-hmm. in the games, you see like blood shoot out of his side, and yeah. it's like, you know, I'm not one of those people who thinks that every movie needs to have gore uh-huh. but if you're gonna make a horror movie and it's going to be depicting stuff that we already know is gory uh-huh. throw it in there you know why not i feel yeah. like that would have been one moment there they like okay cool it was pg-13 but i felt like that one moment should have been in there and that one should have been like hey just let you guys know like there is one scene in this movie where it does get really graphic yeah but they probably would have had to make that rated r at that point and I think it, it, they didn't even need to make it that gory no i think you can have blood shoot out of somebody and it still be pg-13 yeah because it's not a lot i wonder if budget wise they were kind of just like eh, we don't want to spend the extra money yeah. we already built these suits which i i sort of get but at the same time what well, do it just do it <laughs> i want to see it and i want to look at yeah. that actually yeah. see the pain that he was going through and as like in the 16-bit you can actually see like his body like like shrinking and such in a way. And He's like writhing. And uh and I didn't get that. All I got was him in pain and that was it. Yeah, and then they closed the door on him. So you get like a little bit of him like slumped over. Yeah, like messed up. His arm but can't really move his arm. Exactly. But it they could have taken it further. They could have. Most definitely. Just fans would've liked that. Yeah. One more little notch to it. Yeah, exactly. But um, I don't really have anything else I really want to go over. Did you guys have anything? Um, I just want to mention that Matt Pat was in the movie. Matt Pat was in the movie. <laughs> yes. It was very much needed. I enjoyed that. He is a little fire. I can't believe he made those videos about, oh, they didn't include me. He's crying. It's so sad. I was crying. Mm-hmm. I was like. Oh my, oh my, how could they not include MatPat? I mean, he put the game on the map in between him and Markiplier, yep. and then he's in the movie, and it's like, you little pony. Mm-hmm. I was I was upset for you. I know. No, I was upset for you. You, you <laughs> exactly. made me feel some way about this. It's, yeah. Uh, it would have been, it would have topped it off they added Markiplier too. I know. Well, did you, he was supposed to be the guard at the very beginning. Yeah, the first one. But he, um, he had scheduling conflicts. Yeah, Matt Pat made a video talking about his experience, and Markiplier's photo was like up on the wall as that person, but then he couldn't end up doing it, which I was so sad about. But it's okay. your schedule, Markiplier. Oh, are you kidding me? You're not that busy. Oh, what? You had to go play some other game? No, for like, <laughs> what were you doing? It's like in one shot. I know. I'm gonna say all that, and everyone's gonna be like, Isabel, he was in the hospital for this medical thing because I think he is like currently in the hospital. Yes. I'm not being 100 percent serious. But really, though, you could have cleared your schedule. You could have done something. That could have been something. I know. Like, even if he couldn't end up doing the bigger role, he could have done something small like Matt Pat did. I just really wanted to see him in there because he was the one who introduced me to Five Nights at Freddy's. And Mm -hmm. I think he, him and Matt Pat both really put it on the map. They worked together there. Mm -hmm. That was, that was such a time to be a child. Mm -hmm. Like, it was so cool, like, stealing my grandmother's iPad and watching the theories and then watching the gameplay. And, like, I miss it. <laughs> I miss being young and happy. <laughs> and, like, this takes a turn. <laughs> just goes into a more depressed <laughs> I miss being a child. I wonder if maybe that's why we're all here now is because we were, like, really obsessed with, like, a child murder game series. Like, if that had 
like it's weird that a lot of people our age all experience mm-hmm. that same thing. But we don't need to go into that deeper. We don't need to. This go no- no. I'm sure nothing is nothing happened because of that. No, nothing. definitely not. Nothing, not at all. Before we wrap it off for real, for real, I have to ask. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's songs, do we like? Do we hate? Where do we stand on the music that came out of that genre of game? You know what I'm saying? I liked it. Yeah, I'm okay. a fan. Uh, do you guys have favorite songs? I'm going to say it's like a favorite song or anything. It's just they all stand close to my heart. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just such as just because it became like kind of grew up with me. Yeah. And it's like I understand the terrifyingness and the horrorness of it, but not really. I don't really have a, fa- a favorite. I feel like my favorite would have to be the Five Nights at Freddy's, just the one that played in the. Yeah, the, the credits. That's the most song. iconic one. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, there's some other great ones. 100%. I was just talking um, with some other people. Join us for a bite is trending yeah. on TikTok constantly. Mm-hmm. That is a great one. Yeah. yeah. That, is a great, that is a great one. Anything the Living Tombstone put out, mm-hmm. banger. Um, I used to like Mando Pony, and then like bad stuff came out about him. So, anti <laughs> shout out to Mando Pony. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad sometimes that like I didn't have unlimited access to the internet as a child and couldn't like reach out to Mando Pony. And then have him be a creep when I was a child. Like, just, like, just the things you're grateful for as you age are just so crazy. But a little, a little quirkiness, but it's okay. Yeah. We all have our moments. Exactly. Exactly. We all have our moments. But I think that was a really good talk on Five Nights at Freddy's. And I think we were able to dive into a lot of it. And there's still more. There's, there's, still there's more. so much more. There's so much more. But I'm, I'm thinking maybe in a sequel pod needs to, is it order? more because we got more lore so so much more mangle yeah there's so many animatronics that i would have liked to see there's so much Mm -hmm. but that would have to be our next one yeah yeah next most definitely well thank you guys for joining me of course i appreciate it marley and isabel joined me for this podcast and it was just an amazing side just to be able to talk about five nights at freddy's and actually do a good deep dive about it so thank you for listening and joining us and you guys have a good rest of your day